0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Multi Goodness podcast, where we talk all things beer. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle Banky, sitting next to the Southern Blood himself, Christopher Tooten. How you doing today, Chris? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You have a good week. Uh, yeah, good week so far. Yeah. Busy, but if it's not busy, that means we're not we're not trying hard enough. So. Exactly. I'm right there with you. So remember, you can stay up to date with all things Multi Goodness on our website at multigoodness.com. Or on our social channels at multi goodness on Facebook and at Multi Goodness Podcast on Instagram.
1: All right, before we get into the meat of the show, let's start with our favorite segment where we open a beer right here and for all of us to enjoy.
0: So what do we uh, what do we got here today, Chris?
1: So today we have a very special brew. It got on the uh, the microphone a little nice. bit there. I'm excited about this. Yeah, we have a very special brew. So For all of our listeners, I know you listened to our last podcast, and you you heard all about how we did the beers from Japan, so this one is from MIA Brewing down in Miami called Big in Japan. Nice. It is not a Japanese beer, but I saw it at the store and thought it'd be a perfect kind of segue into the next section. That's sweet. It is an ale brewed, sorry, fermented with sake yeast. Ooh. Yeah, this one was interesting for sure, so. That's a good sound right there, that's what I want to hear. So this one is, I didn't know what to expect, but um, I've never actually heard of this before. See if I can get you a good pour going on here. But yeah, it's a a red can, so it's very reminiscent of the Japanese flag, so you Mm -hmm. definitely get the uh, inspiration going on there. I can smell this thing already, and it's not even like near my. It's yeah. not even near my. Uh, Holy crap. Near my nose right now, but so it's yeah, it's fermented with sake yeast. It's. I'll read on the side real quick what it says. So it says it's um, a sake inspired ale that is made with malt, rice, and sake yeast. Soft notes of rice, plum, pear, and tropical fruit with a dry and crisp finish. So that that aroma that I was getting right away was that like. When you pour sake or you go to a hibachi grill mm-hmm. or something like that, I kind of was getting that. And like I said, just as I'm pouring it. So, but let's what do you
0: what do you get what do you get on the look first? So let's go. Let's uh, go look. It's uh it's very light, um in color. It's almost like a. It's it's a very so like a like a cider almost. Yeah, and it, it's it's
1: really interesting that they pointed out plum on the side because that was one of the Hitachino nests that we featured yes. that had the plum. This one, while not nearly as sour, this one definitely has that plum look to it, mm-hmm. so I would almost agree with you 100% it's that cider look to it. So, um, uh,
0: Lots of uh, carbonation in it. Lots um, of carbonation. See
1: the bubbles rising, it looks nice. Oh yeah, kind of like that, yeah, almost that champagne style. So I don't know much about the sake yeast, I, I as much as I homebrew, I have not read much about it, but um, I guess that's a reminiscent thing maybe of that um I, i'm looking at head retention looking at our two uh, glasses so you you seem to be getting a good bit of head retention so far um i poured yours second mm-hmm. so i don't know what that has to do with it i'm basically all my head's gone on mine but um it's not necessarily a bad thing i just think it's interesting because didn't know what to expect out of this one yeah. so what do you think of the taste so yeah i've had a chance to sip it and it's it's Really good. So we didn't say the alcohol by volume on this one. This is a nine percent. We we did, we kind of started with a high gravity one, which is is rare for us to do, but um, it's very boozy. But it is. It's masked in a way. It's not very strong. Um, very good. Like it's. And I. I we'll get into a ro- or we'll get into flavor in just a second. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess we're talking about flavor now. So what am I talking about? But <laughs> I, the one thing I kind of wanted to go back to was the fact that. This is MIA Beer Company, which we haven't talked a whole lot about yet, but they're out of Florida, um, out of Miami, as the name MIA implies, kind of like the airport down there, as city code, I'd say. Um, I've actually seen some episodes. I've never had a beer of theirs. This is the first one I've ever had, but I know that they're one of those very daring breweries that will experiment with pretty much any style and any flavor. So this is definitely... What I would expect to come out of, of them, and so I think this is a perfect first kind of beer from them. Yeah, it's
0: um, uh it's a, it's a I, f- I feel like it's a well balanced fruity beer. It it's not. I mean, you know the the description is very fruity when you read it. Um, yeah, pear and and I don't and, think um, it has.
1: I think it's just the yeast is what imparts the um, the plum and the the tropical fruit flavor. I don't think it actually has any fruit in it. But I yeah
0: plum pear and tropical fruit yeah it definitely all comes through I, I i think um i agree with you that it comes through
1: and it's not meant to be there kind of which i think is i think it's great when breweries can do that so. mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> i think the the sake yeast also comes through as well it's it's a different flavor especially when you're um when you go to a chinese or japanese restaurant well japanese i guess and um you get some sake and they pour it and it's it's got a very distinct flavor, and mm-hmm. I think it comes through a little bit on the beer as well. It's not very overpowering, um, but it's it's still there. Yeah,
1: it definitely is, and it's kind of flip it. You're right. if you're thinking of this as a beer when you're drinking it, it tastes almost like a imperial wheat ale, which is not a style that is very prevalent or one that we've featured yet. But I haven't even had many of them. Or there, there's a style called a wheat wine, mm-hmm. which I've also maybe only had ever one or two of. It's as a beer, it kind of tastes like that. But then, what you said about the sake yeast—if you start thinking of it kind of like a sake all of a sudden, which is kind of like a rice wine—that's mm-hmm. what it is. I definitely start thinking sake, and I definitely get that flavor. So I would agree; it's definitely very much imparted in there. Um, so I—I bre- I started talking about the can, but I didn't really. I guess I didn't. I was losing my train of thought because I was all <laughs> over the place with the beer because I was just the, the aroma, the flavor, everything going on. But I really like this can. It's—it's. It,
0: it's, it's, it's cool it's it definitely stands out um I like that they decided to go with that vibrant red and not necessarily a muted red
1: yeah and it's not our can of the week, but it, this we have a lot of good cans of yeah can each we week I feel like we end up saying that every week but this is another it's very clean and modern looking mm-hmm. um it's it reminds me of the <laughs> It, it sounds bad, but the World War Two, like the the flag that Japan used during World War Two, which is very yeah. much like the the sun, kind of one color red with the with the rays of sun coming out
0: from it. Um, it rem- it reminds me in the text as well, um, almost like um, a British band, almost. Oh yeah, it does with the with the, with the font and the and the style that they use, baby. Yeah, um, kind it, of the
1: yeah as I the, if you the notice the B and the,
0: the P. Um, yep. The B and the
1: P, they have the connecting. They get, It's um, uh, kind of like a James Bond, yeah. which it's a modern typeface. Or maybe
0: Austin Powers.
1: Austin Powers is actually what I was... <laughs> <laughs> Psychedelic, baby, yeah. yeah I haven't baby. thought of it in a while, but that is that is what it looks like. It almost has that um, 60s is what I was going to yeah. go for. Um, Starsky and Hutch kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. So the can. So this one's definitely... you. The booze is kind of masked, but you don't get it. I was reading, actually, while you were kind of talking a little bit there, I wanted to read about the purpose that rice itself brings to a brew, because I did notice, and this is something I did not notice when I first picked it up, that it does have rice in it. Mm -hmm. Um, So along with the normal malt and also the sake yeast we talked about. So I actually had to look this up. This is a homebrew thing that I did not know. But the rice hulls, they're actually put into the beer. Um, They do add a a little bit of your... um, from what I'm reading, it adds a little bit of your, your alcohol content, but not much. It mostly has to do with aiding in the filterability um, when you're doing an all grain brew. Yeah, which I can kind of. So, professionals do an all grain brew. It's just basically they take the wort or they take the, the mash and they, they actually filter it out themselves. Whereas there's also what's called extract home brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, for extract, you wouldn't need to worry about filtering anything because it just comes from an extract that you basically mix with water and heat yeah. up. Um, so the rice holes actually help clarify the um, sugars coming out of your, your mash when you're doing that, the brewing process. So my guess is that the the fact that this is a 9% alcohol beer, but super clear. I mean, yeah, you said it earlier, but I'm looking through. I can basically see you again. It's that yep. plummy, yellow, dark, really dark golden color. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess is that the rice holes have a lot to do with it, why it is so clear. So I could definitely um, see that. So distribution, I did some research today for MIA and because I was curious, I you know, I thought I live in Georgia, they're in Florida, how come I've never had MIA? How come I've only heard of them? Yeah. Um, they actually do distribute, um, so they distribute in Georgia, which I'm, I'm thinking that's maybe a little bit of a newer one, um, Florida as well, yeah. and they're in Alabama, but they also have a wide distribution chain. I wanted to read it a little bit. I read it on their website. Um, So along with those three states, kind of some of the others in the southeast, they're also up in New York, um, Connecticut, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and they're actually distributed outside the United States as well in Dominican Republic, St. Martin, Honduras, which I kind of expect because they're where they're located, Sweden. Wow. Which is, that one was kind of like the, that was like the uh, black sheep there to me. I was kind of like, that's that's really interesting, but hey, if you must know, they're coming soon in Wisconsin. Oh, wow. So Good for them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, you know, I wanted to... Qu- what does Rate Beer say about this one? Have you had a chance um, to pull it up? Yeah, so Rate
0: Beer actually overall has it at a 58. Out of 100 again? Yeah. Um, okay. User rating is at a 3.3. Granted, they only have 10 ratings, but... um, I kind of yeah. feel like that's, again, low.
1: It, this is a weird beer style. This isn't one that you would typically drink, so I think that that's really I'm sure so. that's where people... Um, well, then maybe we can rely maybe. on Untapped again because yeah. this what are they, seems to what be the they one to where... Say? So, overall, it um, gets a 3.76, and that's with over 1,600 ratings, so it, it gets a fair n- amount of ratings. Um, I find the, uh, the comments on this one to be some of the funniest parts, so I'll read first someone who gave it a somewhat high score with a 3.5. Um... And then I'll go to a little bit lower, but a, this is Mark R who had it in downtown Toronto said that the sake yeast results in a very sweet beer, which is somewhat similar to a Belgian. The ABV is very well hidden. Hmm. So I kind of agreed with the Belgian comment oh. there. Cause I feel like it, it kind of does come off that way. Yeah. Um, this next one was from Henry B. The, they said it was sweet with a boozy backbone that is in fact reminiscent of sake and wine. Apple notes lead into an abrupt finish that does not linger at all. <laughs>
0: Super abrupt.
1: Yeah, that's. I don't get the abrupt no. finish. I maybe get the apple, um, but I, I, I thought what they said about the sweet with a boozy backbone and the kind of reminiscent of sake and wine definitely be spot on. And then the last one I wanted to read this is Cliff, and Cliff did not necessarily love this beer. He gave it a 2.0, um, and he said, sort of reminds me of Victory's Golden Monkey meets Asahi Dry meets colt 45 Mm. that took a downturn quick, really quick so um again i think it's just different beers for different styles yeah i tend to like it i think it was a perfect segue into this episode Um, i would agree definitely check out if this is in your distribution footprint i definitely say you should try this out um you can uh follow mia if you're curious they put their social handles on the can so it's always i love it on do that so mia beer co or that's at MIA beer co and that's on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. So, um, any final words on this one? No, it's good. Love it. Cheers to MIA and big in Japan. Beer
0: news, beer news, hear all about it. All right, Chris, for this week's beer news, we have something um, pretty topical for when this episode's going to release. Um, Esquire posted an article uh, about South or Smart Mouth Brewing Company um, made a beer with Lucky Charms marshmallows.
1: What? That reminds me of my childhood.
0: Yeah. So apparently they're using the actual marshmallows um, or one similar Two Lucky Charms in the actual mash of their beer, Um, and it's called Saturday Morning.
1: You know, I've heard of breweries doing this with using marshmallows, especially like stouts and stuff. I've heard Mm -hmm. them using that, so that's that's I I say not not surprising at all. I just had never. I'm surprised that no one's tried it before now. So that's cool. I'm actually I have the article pulled up now, and that's it. Looks the can looks like the front of a Lucky Charms. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm actually surprised that they were okay to put the shapes.
1: They do have all, and they even have the uh, the pot of gold. Which yeah, I feel like that came along like maybe halfway through our childhood. They added that pot of gold. So
0: I'm surprised that they uh, were able to do that. The one you don't see is the hat.
1: Oh, the sure, hat you don't is, see the hat.
0: The hat is not there. I guess that's true. And you also don't see
1: Lucky Me Lucky Charms. Exactly. You don't see them on the front. So. You don't. So this one's cool. I, I don't know anything about Smart Mouth Brewing, but um, I think that this is. So you said they're out of Virginia?
0: Yes. Okay, Virginia. So,
1: so that's that's cool. Um, I wonder. I've never heard of them, but i would be really interesting now that I'm seeing them make beers like this. I always like it when when breweries make some not just normal. I mean, this is an IPA, which oh, I just now thought about this. I wonder that flavor. So this is gonna be kind of like a milk stout. So I imagine our milk um, a milkshake IPA. So I imagine it probably has um, lactose in it a little bit at least to kind of give it that mouth feel too. But I'm sure the bottom of the can is the best part. Magically ridiculous. <laughs> it's the best part. Um, yeah, so. This is out of Norfolk, is what this article from what I'm reading says. So you'll, it says, unfortunately, you'll have to head down to Nor- Norfolk. Sorry, I'm saying that wrong. Norfolk, Virginia. Norfolk. I think I'm, it might be, I always can't pronounce those, some of those Virginia cities along the coast, but March 2nd is when it's, it was
0: released. So, um, the, and it's pretty top because, uh, this week is St. Patrick's. Day. Oh, yes, it Weekend. is. Um, today we're all
1: irish yeah. we're all irish on on the 17th okay
0: <laughs>
1: no i'm excited about this one this is um i, I actually do this was l- literally one of my favorite um cereals i was always the i mean of course we all love the the super sugary cereals oh but yeah lucky charms because we all like to pick out the the marshmallows of course
0: so fun fun thing um they actually make just pure bags of the marshmallows chris What?
1: Where do you get that?
0: Um, I'm unsure. I know. And better yet, uh, why
1: am I just finding out about it? Yeah, we we should definitely
0: get some of it because I love Lucky
1: Charms as well. So okay, so on our to-do list between now and the next time we record is to get the Lucky Charms with just the marshmallows and this beer. That's a tall task, but we can do it. So and uh, pour the beer for the milk. Is this beer green by chance? I have no idea. Pour it, because that would be that would be even better. They, you know, um, I've never been to, uh, you know, who? We have a buddy from from Virginia. We, we should do. ask him. Yeah, we should ask uh, ask Rob. Rob, shout out, buddy. I need you to get us some of this beer if you're back in Virginia by any chance. So, um, yeah. this is cool news. We don't have much going on this week, which is always a good thing. Yeah. I feel like in the world of craft beer, I feel like we've had a lot of, what was it recently we heard? Uh, who was it that was pulling out? Founders? That was pulled out of Virginia, I believe, because of the um, distribution, some of the. Stuff. Or
0: was it Bell's? It was bells.
1: It was, it was, bell's. was bell's. bells. Sorry, founders. It yeah. was bells. bell's. Uh, unfortunately, due to some of the distribution laws there, so it's kind of cool to see at least some. In the meantime, over the next few years, there'll be some uh, there'll be some good uh, beers flowing through Virginia. Yeah. Oh, I-, I saw one of the notes in here saying hopefully someone makes an Applejack's amber.
0: Ooh. Also,
1: solid cereal. Maybe we could make that ourselves, Chris. We might we might try to try the homebrew. I, I talk enough about it here in the soon. So <laughs> yeah, you'll be able to check out this article on our social channels. Yeah. So keep an eye out for it. And if you live in Virginia, feel free to uh send us a, a four pack of this on down. It looks like yeah. it comes in the tall boys, so we will Kyle and I will be happy to uh to take it off your hands and talk a little bit about it after Definitely. we actually try it. So all awesome. right. Here's the next week in the news. Yeah.
0: Stouts anonymous. Hi. I'm Kyle, and I like stouts. Hi, Kyle. Hi, I'm
1: Chris, and I like stouts. Hi, Chris. All right, so we are to that section of our show where we get to talk about what is my favorite beer style. It's my stuff. favorite beer, too. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's honestly the dark stuff. It's kind of yeah. everyone's scared of it, but it's my favorite. So today we've got a treat, literally Another mm. one we've we featured Scofflaw on here before, but yeah. there's a reason why we keep featuring them. So um, this one they did recently, it is Neapolitan Milkshakes Milk. Can't say this Neapolitan Milkshake Stout. There we go. It's better than the Napoleon Stout that yep. I mentioned on the last episode. So <laughs> yeah, we we talked. We kind of alluded to it. We figured, what the heck? Might as well go ahead and actually feature it on the I show. Will, yeah. So this is a 5.5 percent alcohol by volume. Uh, Milkshake stout So that I'm assuming that means that. Yep It says our milkshake stout Is the perfect Threesome This unique (laughs) Sweet stout blends Chocolate Vanilla and strawberry From your favorite Childhood dessert Into a flavorful Adult treat You'll remember this Trio Long after it's gone Mm. So
0: And Can I just make a note Of the can Before you crack it I love that it's got The scofflaw goat Yeah And right on its head Neapolitan ice cream he looks really angry
1: though that someone shoved a Neapolitan ice cream yeah. cone right on his head. So I'm gonna let you crack this sure. one because <laughs> yeah. I did the first one, and we'll see how the pouring skills are today. I didn't make the noise that time. Aren't you proud of me? I am. I'm really. Proud. So while Kyle's pouring this one, I'll talk a little bit about the color because I don't know. I mean, I know it's a stout, but it's kind of one of the in the range of a low end alcohol stout, so it's not too bad. Um, definitely pours dark kind of like we'd expect. It has a very big, and it's Kyle's doing a good job of pouring this, so it's not the the pouring this time. It just has a good head retention. I mean, he just poured his and mine with the exact same amount of head retention. Boom. And did you notice that when you poured it, it was like no head retention, and then all of a sudden you had like a centimeter and a half of head. Mm -hmm. So that's really impressive. Um, What do you get on aroma? It smells like the ice cream. Wow. Like... that's (laughs) that's <laughs> it's really scary oh, that's,
0: <laughs> like how do you do that
1: <laughs> that's a good oh that's that's a good aroma so um yeah. yeah it's no it definitely you get on the aroma i definitely get strawberry
0: um also uh in the head retention you can kind of see a little bit of color it, it's almost like the strawberry oh crazy um a little bit uh, a little bit of yeah a little bit of red, of red color in which in is
1: i doubt that's i'm sure that's just the. Um, a, um, suggest, you know, suggestive, suggestive right there. But I agree with you. It's almost like when you look at the, the foam, it's, you get the three colors, almost with the dark brown at the bottom, the vanilla in the middle, and then a little bit of that red throughout. So it is almost like it's that Neapolitan. So you took a sip. What do you think?
0: Uh, I, I can taste all three. Let me just put it that way. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like you get the vanilla first. Really quick, middle, you get the strawberry, and then obviously it ends with that nice chocolate chocolate flavor.
1: It being a stout, I expected to get the chocolate, obviously. Even the vanilla, because I feel like the vanilla is something you find in stouts a whole yeah. lot now. The strawberry one is what really I was not sure how. I'm not sure. And, and if I were being honest, the strawberry you don't get 100% on the aroma, but it's it's definitely there. I, I think that, you know, maybe if we let it warm up, sometimes with stouts, if you let them warm up mm-hmm. a little bit, you start to get a little bit of that flavor. So yeah, smart, smart there. Cup, cup the hands, cup the hands. It's the only time I'm going <laughs> to say that. that's okay to do. Um, so let's, uh, so you talked about the can a little bit and it definitely has all the Neapolitan colors mm-hmm. on it. Um, this one is in a 12 ounce. I don't think I've seen it in a tall
0: boy. I don't actually, I haven't it. even. I do anything in a I tall boy. I don't think so from what I've seen. Um, Mostly. They do this on draft because I know I've seen kind of perusing.
1: I mean, they've released this probably what, two months ago now, I feel like at least.
0: Yeah, Uh, I don't know exactly, but
1: I remember being kind of jealous that I didn't get a chance to go to the brewery. What's it say on the can?
0: Uh, 114.19.
1: So that is exactly, you know, I don't know. About two months months ago, you know, from the time of recording. So that's when they canned it. They probably. They've only done one run of this, so I imagine that the time of canning was around the time they first released it. So yeah, it's about right. So I was a little jealous. That I didn't get to go to the brewery the day they uh, yeah. released it. Cause I, I was excited by what I saw, but I also was, I wanted to see sometimes with these beer releases. Now I can't get all of my figures. So I kind of got to play it cool and, and
0: see, uh, see pick what the, and choose. Yeah. I got to see that.
1: what the reception is. And so I haven't seen much about this beer. Like I don't think I'm seeing much as from a Yeah.
0: Uh, even before I, uh, looked it up on rape beer and there was nothing. Yeah. Um,
1: so I talked a little bit about the color and we talked a little bit about the, obviously the head color, but you notice yeah. you can actually kind of see through the beer a little bit if you put it up in, in the light, like it's, oh not yeah, a, towards think, the
0: top at least. Yeah.
1: I think that's something you get a whole lot with the, uh, with the, uh, milk stout. Well, I keep, yeah, milks, shake stouts. Um, I'm still amazed by that smell. Yeah. it smell, it literally smells like the childhood when you would like get it, kind of get it on your fingers or something like that mm-hmm. you kind of just get the. Flavor, that's kind of definitely what I get, but this is like the boozy version. So, yeah,
0: the adult version
1: makes me wonder if I could like take this and just what if put we made it, floats? Yeah, exactly. Put Neapolitan ice cream in the Neapolitan Ooh. stout. Okay, so we've got a new episode coming at you next week. It's based around putting ice cream in this. So, actually, that's a really good idea. That is a really good idea. So, seriously, we might actually have to do that. So, yeah. um, we featured this one a little earlier in the episode today because I think that another preconception with stouts is that there are those heavy beers. Super dark, super um, malty, chocolatey, roasty. But I think that we wanted to feature this one a little bit earlier because call it out the fact that it is pretty drinkable. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, 5.5. I think we would both agree that this is dangerously low. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I could
1: um, uh, I could have a bunch of these. So I did um, a little research. So we weren't way off. We talked a little bit about uh, Scofflaw's distribution channel yes. last time. I did some research, and, and we were about right. So they're obviously throughout Georgia – they're a little bit in Florida, okay. and Alabama is going to be there. Basically, there's going to be a lot of focus in Alabama, it sounds like, over the next
0: few uh, few months. So, It seems like a good market for them, too. I mean, especially because there isn't an overabundance of craft beer in Alabama. Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a really good market for them to go after.
1: Agreed. Did we ever find out more if... So, that expansion we kind of talked about—did we find out more if they are actually doing that? I—I I feel like I remember seeing that they were going to be doing some moves, and I saw them alluding to some things on social media over the last few weeks. But I have not okay. uh, looked into any of that. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to keep an eye on that because I noticed that they've been—we didn't talk about with their hops. So last time we've kind of talked a little about scofflaw, but their their hops, I know, is something that they were always basically scrapping by getting the. Bottom of the barrel hops, they weren't getting first pick of hops, mm-hmm. but they were still able to make really good beers, like uh, Basement, like Hooligan, like um, well the Pog series, all yep. of the Double Basement. Gosh, they they make so many IPAs. I don't even want to call them by name because that's they, they make so many good ones. But they were doing those with like not great hop selection. They were way down in the pecking order, but yeah. I can't help but notice that with cans like this, that they're really coming along. They must be finally getting some notoriety for doing what they're doing, and some money there to kind of help them get to that next level. Oh, I'm so sure. It's you, good to see. Um, you can't make a beer like this without actually having some uh, some money. So, I mean, with I say money without having some some capital investment finally to, to work with. So. Yeah,
0: I would agree. Uh, I, I think it's a really great milkshake stout um it's super smooth I like the mouth feel of it and the the taste is really good um after we've let it warm up a little bit out of the the fridge uh it it definitely has a little bit more of a complex flavor than I was expecting from when we first cracked it um it, mm. it kind of kind of makes the notes pop a little bit more um which I really really enjoy
1: yeah if you swish it in your mouth a little bit like let it kind of go between the teeth a good bit like mm-hmm. almost like you're gargling mouthwash that sounds really weird but it's something you got just to do with beer milk stouts I always like doing our milkshake anything with the lactose And i always like doing that because it kind of adds a dimension to it so
0: yeah you did it what'd i you, did what you did get i get i get the flavors a little bit more separated than um without doing that it kind of mixes it up kind of separates the flavors i feel like a little bit
1: yeah it does um When I do it, I definitely, you can, you can, yeah, it's almost like you can allow your mouth to layer it a little bit, but it almost tastes, when you do that also, it almost tastes a little boozier than it actually is, which Mm -hmm. is, again, 5.5, it's low, so that's, um that's really good. I I like this one on a scale of one to party, Mm -hmm. it's like a party and a half, does that mean anything? That's like a, I'd, a, I'd go I'd, I'd give it a 4.25 at least I'd yeah because I would a, say party and a half party and a half yeah I'm just saying that that seems applicable for this one because this is like a I'm, I'm thinking like kids birthday party like this that's where this one goes for me as' so I'm like
0: <laughs> you just know, having like, a just Uncle Chris having a good old uh that
1: sounds <laughs> beer at the, <laughs> the we need to, party. Uh, we need to feature like a birthday cake stout now so we can yeah. just pair this one with the birthday cake stout There'll there we go be like a whole whole Ooh. dessert menu so Um, you know, there were mixed reviews on this one. We, when we looked at it on untapped, there were a lot of people saying it was too sweet. Uh, a lot of people saying that it just wasn't for them, but they were giving it okay reviews. I I saw a lot of, you know, 2.5,
0: three
1: with, with comments saying, Hey, you know, it's not for me, but if anyone wants the rest of my six pack, have at it. It's just (laughs) not my style. So it's respectable. I think people are being, you know, I think that they're, it's worth a try. I feel like for most people. Yeah. And I, it, and I think that we would agree that it's not meant to be a, you know, this, they're not going to take this beer and enter it in some, like, this is exactly what a beer is supposed to taste like. This is meant to be almost like a, a an outside thinking outside the box. We want yeah. to give you something that isn't your normal, just stout. So I think they achieved that for sure. Um, another seriously well job, you know, well done job by Scofflaw. Yeah. Um, final words, final thoughts, anything I'm missing? It would be good with a piece of cake. Yeah, right? Yeah. We need we need I really want some, some actual Napoleon ice cream now. Oh so, cheers. Cheers. Uh, can of the week.
0: So for this week's can of the week, uh, I found a really awesome can, Chris. Yeah, you did. Um it's it's probably my favorite can of the week so far. Out I of like all this of thing. the all of our episodes so far. It's um cool. Walking through total wine, just caught my eye, and there's a reason why. That rhymed. Sorry, cringe. <laughs> um, it's it's PBP by Back Forty Brewing Co. Beer Co., which is peanut butter porter, mm-hmm. and the can is designed like Jif peanut butter.
1: It looks exactly like a Jif
0: peanut butter. Um, like, it's got it's the red nice. top, you got the peanut butter, and then you got the the green and red green label. Which I, like, I it, like the look of this one. It literally it's like pretty simplistic, but it's also
1: Do you even notice the red at the top even looks like the you know the, the, the screw off the top indented screw off top that the JIF cans have the JIF uh, jars have on them? So yeah, you really
0: guys like, are gonna have to check out the picture for this episode because yeah. this can is awesome. Um it is by far my favorite.
1: This makes this we talked about earlier in the episode, we talked about the uh essentially the Lucky Charms beer. Yeah. This reminds me that so many um so we have. I feel like we could do an entire episode on just ones that are kind of like recreations of other like well-known like brands, brands. and things. But like this one, I, I agree with you. This is a very modern, sleek-looking can. So,
0: so this is by Back Forty Beer Co. Out of um,
1: Alabama.
0: Alabama. Uh, Gadsden. Gadsden. Yes. Yeah. Um, on the side, it says, "It's creamy. It's big. It's just what it sounds like. Brewed with crushed peanuts and a malt bill." Thick enough to slather on some bread. Peanut butter porter belongs on your grocery store list right next to the jelly, bananas, and bacon. Comfort food in a can. So this reminds me, I was so close to getting Catawba. Go ahead.
1: I was actually very close to getting... So typically for these episodes, Kyle and I like to surprise each other and kind of each choose some of the beers we're going to do without telling the other. And I was about to get Catawba's... Peanut butter jelly time, which would have been oh, no way. super ironic had we done both of those on this episode, but that would have been pretty funny, but this one is, I, you know, we've talked some about the Alabama breweries and I'm glad we're finally cracking into a different one. We haven't even, I mean, we've talked about trim tab and we've got straight to ale, but back 40, I've heard of them. Um, super excited to get into this one. Cause, yeah. What do you think on the, uh, on the color? So I like it because immediately and not even holding it up to the light, um, I can actually see some light coming through this one, yeah. so which is super weird this episode. If you realize, so porters are typically I was I gave you the full lengthy. I was I'd had a little bit too much what bourbon and beer I think a week yeah. and a half ago at the beer bourbon and barbecue fest, and I was telling you all about how porters were the English beer style that was meant to be the you know after a hard day working on ships and the and the labor in the yard, it was literally porters that was the job title. They would just they wanted to have these kind of five and six percent at highest alcohol beer and so it's weird that we had a stout earlier in the night mm-hmm. that was a 5.5 percent and now this one is 10 10 <laughs> which for a porter is not traditional i would almost call this an imperial porter so yeah. that's my first take anyway um color a little bit light which i kind of like you can kind of see through it it's definitely dark i can't see you but um the the head retention is about what i expect but
0: some, Minimal, but it's
1: still there. Something I notice is look like if you swirl it in the glass, how much it of clings. it stays on yeah. the side of the glass. So with wine, it's all about the legs coming on the glass. I feel like the beer, you get this nice like milky foaminess. So mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of that's the peanut butter. So
0: what do you? I, I saw you took a sip. What uh? What'd you think? Uh, it's super interesting. So this is actually my first peanut butter porter ever. Um, I almost taste more caramel on the front end than I do peanuts. So
1: power of suggestion before you even said caramel, that's exactly what I was thinking. So it actually I'm was not a I... power of suggestion. I actually <laughs> was thinking the exact same thing. Um, it's almost like the chocolate and peanut butter. It's almost like the peanut butter comes out, which it definitely, there's peanut butter, there's there, peanut butter there, yeah. but it's almost like the sweetness of the peanut butter came out mixed with the chocolate and kind of turned into a caramel type flavor. So, yeah.
0: That's, it's really sweet. It is very sweet, which... Especially for a 10% porter. Yeah, but also,
1: the second time I taste it, I definitely get more peanut. I mean, the peanut's definitely there. I think, you know what I also get? Which, do you taste any other type of sweet flavors in there, in particular? I don't want to suggest it. I want you to see if you, you get it.
0: I get like a um, like a cinnamon... Oh, like a little bit of cinnamon, like a um, rum chata, like almost. Ooh, like a that's like
1: horchata. So that's that's a we're we're opening all all sorts of things here. Mm-hmm. But I get
0: maple a little bit. I get oh, now yeah. that you say that, actually, that's con I get all. Sorts I mean, that's of like the rum flavor I was kind of tasting that that syrupy kind of flavor.
1: Yeah, this one almost you know. Okay, so color wise, it definitely is a porter because even against the the. Um, Table coaster that, yeah mm-hmm. the co- I was going to say the coaster it's sitting on I can still see a little bit of light coming through the mm-hmm. bottom you see that This almost I would classify as a stout though
0: Yeah it it's does. got the it's got the mouthfeel of a stout for sure
1: It does it has the mouthfeel of an imperial stout and a lot of that could be the booziness coming through for the 10% which Actually but now that I'm thinking about it it doesn't taste super like it tastes super sweet kind yeah. of syrupy but almost like a dessert beer which is a thing mm-hmm. Oh again this would be really good on top of like vanilla ice cream Ooh. or with a float. Like this would be really this would good. Be good with a float. Um, as far as the peanut butter, I'm not still not getting as much peanut butter as I am other flavors. Yeah. So this, so, one. go, go ahead. ahead. Nope. You go. Cause <laughs> I, I want I'm actually trying to figure uh, out when this one was, uh, was canned. The, so.
0: the thought that came into my head for the flavor would be pancakes with peanut butter and syrup. That's literally like what comes to my head. I like the idea of that, actually. And I'm
1: not a big, on on the weekends, I'm not a big, like, sweet breakfast person, but actually I really like the idea of that one. Yeah. I've never had peanut butter with maple. That's that's what mm-hmm. the interesting flavor. I mean, you had had it right I now? I was about to say, I'm literally having it right now. The um, canned on date looks like it was, it's hard, it's one of those where it's kind of like not... Half printed? Yeah, well, it's printed, but it's almost like the the printing line kind of came off, and it looks like it's January, some single digit... 2019. So as of recording, we're probably well over two months into this one. So zero one
0: zero eight or zero so, nine. Sure. So first first yeah. couple weeks of January. Yeah. So I like that. Um, it's actually
1: I, nice and fresh. Yeah, that's a that's a fresh one. Which sometimes you want to sit on. Um, well, you want to sit on stouts. I don't know how you, how it is about porters. I feel like this one. I actually really like this beer. First of all, I, before I say anything else, I'm going to say that I'm gonna if I were untapped right now, I would probably give this beer about a 4.5 because this is my type of beer. I'd right. give it a 4.25. 4.25, that's yeah. solid. I mean, there's little to no roastiness, which is actually something that typically I like in beers. I like um, those coffee flavors that aren't actually coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is super sweet, which I keep saying it like it's a bad thing, but it's actually not a bad thing at all. I'm trying to figure out. I wanted to research a little bit about Back Forty, their distribution channel.
0: Okay. Because
1: I know that I have seen
0: Back Forty brews around Atlanta. Sure. But um, this is the first for me actually when I saw well, it and I didn't realize. It. I
1: actually don't think I've had any Back Forty. I just think that I've heard of them. Um, wanted to see.
0: Yeah. Uh, interesting. While you're looking in that up, as well as on the on the back side of the can. Uh, they have three pictures, like three little icons. Um, one being bacon, hmm. one being a burger, and one being ice cream. And I feel like those kind of uh, those would be good applications for this those if it good could go on pairings, it, right? Good yeah. Pairings. Oh, oh. Good um, point. you I know, because I've peanut butter burger. I don't know if you've ever had a peanut butter burger. I have, and bacon. It's yeah, a bacon. It's been peanut, a while. Yeah, I don't
1: remember what the flavor was, but I do remember peanut butter was one of those weird things. I was just like, you know what? It's so crazy, and I am the type of person that if it's crazy, I'm going to try it. Yep.
0: Um, and ice cream, which we talked about. The quotes. ice cream is
1: really interesting. Um, I did find out some about the distribution. Looks sure. like they're pretty much distributed throughout the state of Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, pretty openly. There's even some locations in Florida and South Carolina that I'm seeing. So. But if the, the conglomeration on the map appears to be pretty much in those three states, looks yeah. like Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, and Tennessee. That's um, the outpouring of their distribution. But mm-hmm. um, this beer is again of high reviews, kind of reminds me of childhood. Like, I I don't. I think this beer would kind of scare some people off just because it is super sweet. Mm-hmm. So if you are the type that likes to try beers with crazy um, adjuncts, maybe a little bit rich at times in the high ABV, definitely seek this one out. For those of you that maybe are more on the pilsner side or the sour side or cider, you know, some this maybe isn't going to be the beer for you. Yeah, um, but you got to check it out for the can design because the can yeah. is... The, it's so cool. Yeah, the can's pretty awesome. I like their uh, logo, Back 40. It's... Yeah. I'm, I'm It's trying like to a figure hill with, like, yeah. sun.
0: Like this a rolling hill. of reminds
1: me of a roaring, of a rolling hill. It reminds me... Actually, it looks like that's... Yeah, that I didn't realize... I thought those were both hills, but it's actually that is a sun. Yeah. With the rays, so... um, Yeah, this one's good. Again, can of the week because... I like the way they actually abbreviated it. I d- I'm gonna take my take my uh, graphic design eye on this again. I don't usually love this font. It's like the um, oh shoot, what's it called? Um, it's 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 No, it's it's a it's a weird font that I don't usually love. Mm-hmm. But again, I think the idea here that they were trying to make it a simplistic kind of design. So yep. Definitely good. Um, we're gonna put a. Do they have their social channels on there? I, I, I don't think so. Oh, I'm sure they're. We'll maybe, definitely tag them. We're definitely tagging because I'm, I'm. I really like this beer. I'd love to see what else they distribute in the state. I yeah. feel like, of course, like most craft beers, I feel like they probably have an IPA that's distributed around here. Um, I'd be interested in trying another one of theirs. So, any final thoughts on this beer, or any anything else we can?
0: No, I think it's really good. Um, Good choice, De- for sure. Definitely for the can design alone, you should check it out. Um, and yeah, I think it's really good.
1: Cheers, Kyle. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you for joining us for this hopless episode of Malty Goodness. As always, you can stay up to date with all things Malty Goodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or both of our social channels at Malty Goodness on Facebook and at Malty Goodness Podcast on Instagram. Kyle, any thoughts?
0: I hope your day is as rich as gold and as colorful as the rainbow. Yahoo!